Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, Film Geeks, today's class is all about the Pope's Exorcist, the first time I've seen Russell Crowe in a very long time. Let's talk about it. what's up y'all welcome back to another episode of all right let's talk about it my name is savannah i am your host i do film reviews and film industry commentary now i'm just gonna forewarn you you might hear some rattling some shaking some grumbling that is because it is fixing to storm here in the city and my house is old. This house is a little over 100 years old. And my desk is positioned between two windows. So whenever the wind blows and it rains, things start to rattle. And I am not skilled enough to take that sound out. So we're just going to bear with it and hope for the best cross our fingers. Now, I'm sure many of you were probably expecting a review for The Covenant. So was I. Okay, so this is what happened. So what happened was I went to the movie theater because if you have been following along, you know I was doing a double feature yesterday, Thursday. Today's Friday. And my plan was to see Chevalier at 5 and then The Covenant at 7 and just make a mad dash between movies because Chevalier would end right when... Um, the previews for The Covenant were like almost halfway through. So the, the plan was to mad dash, go from my theater to get my ticket scanned back to the other theater. And hopefully credits are still rolling. I can go to the bathroom or refill my drink, what have you, and then get back to The Covenant. That was the plan. So Chevalier ends and I run to the ticket place to get my ticket scanned. And as she's scanning my ticket, she says, oh, this is the movie that's broken. What? So as it happens, the projector for Theater 9, which is where my movie was supposed to be, broke. And they can fix it. It's fixable, but it's not something that can be fixed within 15 minutes. Here's the thing with movie theaters. When something goes wrong, if it's not something that can be fixed within a timely manner, they just have to cancel the showing because everything is on schedule. It's not like they can go in and just rearrange the schedule. Not people bought tickets. And it's now that it's everything's digital, everything's online. And it used to be you couldn't buy tickets until like the week after because movie theaters wouldn't put out their schedule until like the week before. Right. But now they're putting out their schedules weeks in advance because that's when I buy a lot of my tickets. I buy them weeks in advance. And yeah, the the projector projector, the projector was broken and they couldn't fix it in a timely manner. They were able to fix it. And I believe they fixed it for today. So I'm left with an option. I can go home or I can find another movie. Now, I haven't been home before seven o'clock or before eight o'clock on a Thursday in a very long time. Like, I don't even know what to do with myself after 
if I'm home on a Thursday because I'm always at the movie theaters on the Thursday. Uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, or doing something else for that, you know, for whatever. But yeah, I, I was like, okay, so I guess I'm going to watch another movie. Now, scrolling through the showtime, I'm, I'm looking and I see Renfield, which is something I really wanted to watch. It's a vampire Dracula sequel, direct sequel to a 1930s film. And it's shot here in New Orleans, which is always fun living here now and recognizing some of the, you know, geography here and understanding where things are, it makes it a lot more special. I think anyone who watches a movie that's filmed where they live, it's it's something extra special. I felt a little bit about that whenever I watched the Hunger Games, because there were certain parts that were filmed in Charlotte. And then a lot of a lot of it was filmed in the Appalachian Mountains in North Carolina. So there was something special recognizing that geography, knowing those are my mountains. That's my Carolina. And so stuff like that was actually really cool. But it started at 710. And at this point, it's like 709. And I'm like, I could probably do it real quick and get it before the previews. But I'd like a little bit of downtime. So I just keep scrolling and I come across the Pope's Apprentice, not Apprentice, Pope's Exorcist. Have I been calling it the Apprentice? You know, it doesn't matter. The Pope's Exorcist and it starts at 720. I'm like, you know what? That gives me time to relax, refill my drink, go to the bathroom and, you know, not have to mad dash anywhere. I can just chill. So I see the Pope's Exorcist and let's talk about it. Let's get into it. What did I think so this movie actually i believe came out last week a lot of movies came out last week um and i'm way behind uh i still need to see renfield i don't know when that's gonna happen mama mia i I still need to see with tony collette and i'm seeing nefarious tonight i'm really looking forward to that and now the covenant is on my to-do list i'm really angry about it but as long as nothing happens with are you there god it's me margaret we're gonna have a good week so the Pope's Exorcist. Let's get some of the you know basics out of the way. Directed by Julius Avery. Let's see what else he's done because he is a new name for me. I'm trying to think if there's anything that you might recognize. He did a movie called Samaritan, which came out last year. Overlord, Son of a Gun, and then a bunch of short films. So this seems like it might be his first really big feature film. Interestingly, interestingly enough, um, Chevalier, the director there, Stephen Williams, I think this, that was his first, this is his first like real big feature film. So them stepping into the next level, so to speak. Stars Russell Crowe, Daniel Zavato, Alex Esso, and Frank, Franco Nero. Franco Nero is a familiar face for me. Um, he was in a movie called Django in 1966. Vanessa Redgrave's husband. That's how I know who he is. That makes sense. That makes sense. He was also in Letters to Juliet. I'm not a big rom-com girl, uh, but I do love Letters to Juliet. I think it's super, super cute. He was in Cars 2, Camelot, 1967. The Bible, in the beginning, that's where I know him from, 1966. So he's a guy that's been around for quite some time. And But the movie here is all about Russell Crowe. So what is this even about? Based on somewhat of a true story, it's based on a true person, Gabriel Gabriele Amorth, who was a exorcist under the Diocese of Rome, kind of worked directly under the Pope. I'm not very familiar with, you know, Catholic hierarchy. Um, I'm very much Baptist. (laughs) non-denominational I guess you could say and 
Yeah, he was a very prominent member of the church. He was a priest and an exorcist for a very long time, born in 1925. He died in 2016, worked in demonology and exorcism, and he was very world-renowned. He had international recognition as a exorcist, and I guess we've made a movie about him, and he wrote many books. That was kind of a gag line in the movie that I wrote a book. I wrote many books. They were good books. And so this character is played by Russell Crowe. And this is centered around a case in Spain about a family who a year prior lost um, a very prominent family member. The wife's husband died. She has two children. They lost their father. And as it turns out, the youngest child, Henry, suffered a great trauma as a result and doesn't speak. He hasn't spoken in over a year, it seems. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of Jumanji. I don't know if any of you remember that movie from, what, 1995 with uh, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Robin Williams, and the youngest son in that movie just did not talk and stopped talking right after their parents died. But in this case, this young boy was in the car when the accident happened and saw his father killed in an absolutely horrific way. And what we know about a lot of these possession movies, and this is a reoccurring theme in possession films. And this is also like in just demonology study in general, that when it comes to possession, demons have a tendency to go for the most psychologically vulnerable of whatever setting or whatever group. So anyone that suffered a great trauma, anyone that is very exhausted, anything like that, you know, wearing down a subject until they can get access, psychologically wearing them down, so to speak. So this is something we see in other psychological uh, possession thrillers. So Russell Crowe, Gabriele Amorth, we are meeting him as this exorcist and he takes his job very seriously. He even, you know, remarks that most of the cases that he works are not really true possession cases, but they're cases of severe mental distress or mental illness. And his job is now under scrutiny, not so much because of anything he's done, but because the church is under scrutiny and they're having to keep up with the times, which means his role may not be necessary. And he, you know, counters that with, well, if we're not fighting evil, then what are we here for? What's the purpose of the church if not to fight evil? And he's fighting evil at its most carnal and basic and terrible form, actual demons. Well, as he's, you know, talking with the Pope about what's happening, he is informed of a case in Spain. This family has just moved to Spain. As it turns out, the father was... um owned an abbey of some kind, an old church Catholic abbey in Castile, Spain, and has passed it down to the family. And now that they're a one-income family, they decide they're going to move to Spain to restore it and then sell it. And it is there where they encounter strange things happening, some noises. And then the boy becomes possessed. Gabriele comes in to perform this exorcism. It turns out to be much more challenging than what he's used to. This is a very powerful demon who is just playing with his head attacking his guilt trying to induce hallucinations in him while also spiritually and physically attacking this young child now i don't want to spoil it too much because there's just a lot in this movie that's interesting now what did i think overall now i am a big fan of the possession horror thriller whatever yes i am a practicing christian yes but the fight between good and evil and just kind of the physical manifestation of it i love the symbolism that you see in a lot of the possession horror thrillers i think a lot of it's very relatable even if 
you don't like seeing stuff like that, you know, in the physical. This idea that the devil comes for you when you're at your most psychologically vulnerable and that even in at your lowest, you can find the strength to fight and just the power of prayer. I love stuff like that. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's sweet. So, and I love being scared. So there, that's also part of it. But this movie I felt like was kind of on the lower end of our psychological thrillers. We weren't really given enough time to not just to get to know the family, but also get to know this spirit. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It just jumped into the action really quick. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Here, I don't think it quite worked. We weren't given enough time to really develop a relationship with this family. We weren't really given enough time to really remember their names. There are There's a mom and two kids, a teenage girl and then young Henry. And by the end of the movie, I'm like, wait, what was her name again? I completely forgotten the girl's name. We weren't really given enough time to get to know who they are and what they've been through, how this great trauma has affected them and their family and why this is a last resort decision for them financially. Um, but we are given a lot of time to really get to know Gabriele. And honestly, I think that owes a lot to Russell Crowe. He's just that good of an actor. He knows how to project in that way in a short amount of time. But to me, that was kind of the movie's downfall. Character development just wasn't there. It just wasn't there. I don't think we were given enough time to really get to know this young child and to feel for him, feel sorry for him and root for him. But he's really not the center of the movie anyway. It's all about Russell Crowe. This is all about Gabriele Amorth. This is about his role as an exorcist, the challenges he's facing at the Vatican and the importance of his role. And also the, the redemption that he experiences in this process. It's all about him. Yet, 
even still, the worst part of this is happening to this kid in their fam in his family, and we're not really given enough time to get to know them. That just bothered me a little bit. The movie is, you know, it's beautiful. Here's the thing about anything that involves the Catholic Church: you're always going to get something stunning between just the the outfits, so the outfits that are that priests are wearing, you know, people who are higher up in church, nuns, what have you. I think while people may not like the Catholic Church, I mean, whether you do, you don't, I don't care. I have no beef with the Catholic Church. I live in the city of New Orleans. This city is very Catholic, and it has a heavy Catholic history. It's everywhere, and it's a part of life in some respect, whether you practice it or not. But I don't think anyone can say that they don't enjoy Catholic imagery, the architecture, the clothing, the history, the ritual. There's something very beautiful about it and honestly makes for good film. I think this is one of the reasons why when you're talking about, you know, exorcisms in general, you're not seeing a lot of Protestant representation. The beauty of the religion just isn't there. It's very ordinary in Protestant churches. Now I'm Protestant, so don't come at me. But if you're talking about, you know, something that's visually enticing and visually entertaining, and you're wanting to talk about the power of prayer, the power of God, the fight between good and evil, Catholicism is the way to go. That's just how it is. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. Now, so the movie, it, it, it went a little too fast for me. It rushed really quick and then it slowed down and it took its time. The, the exposition, the exposition was just really, really weak for me. But then we get into kind of like the middle and the end. And well, I'll say the middle, the middle took its time and kind of let itself build. And that's when we really started to get to know the exorcist, Gabriele, and then his, you know, you know, poor little partner in crime. Tomas, who is a Spanish priest and meets the family when they first moved there. He wanted to greet the family and welcome them to the area. And, you know, homie gets possessed and he's like, bring me the priest. So they think, okay, he's talking about father Tomas. So they bring father Tomas and demons like wrong priest. So that's when we meet Gabriele. So we have this young priest who is so he's used to doing kind of, I guess, whatever the equivalent of the bare minimum is for a priest. He's used to, you know, doing his normal priest things and realize there's so much more to his job than just doing the bare minimum. There really are demons out here. There are really spiritual forces at work wanting to wreak havoc. And he is instrumental in fighting those things. Him realizing that there's so much more to him. There's a bigger strength in him. That was beautiful to me. So the middle was great. I enjoyed the middle. Then we get to the end and that's where it got a little wonky and I was just not having it. But then we get to the very end and that's where it got good. Um, it, it, so it was kind of inconsistent. It was a little all over the place for me. You know, weak ep- exposition, great middle. The beginning of the end was just all for me and then the very end was spectacular I enjoyed it very much so I love this for what it is you'd have to be a really really bad horror movie for me to not enjoy it in with some respect I also forgotten that when I get scared does anyone else do this I just want to know let me know in a comment section somewhere I don't care let me know anyone else let me when you get scared and you're watching a movie does anyone else cover their ears I think most people when they get scared they cover their eyes no, I don't do that. My best friend in high school pointed this out because we used to go like to watch scary movies together and go to the movies together to watch scary movies, whatever. And that was our thing. And she pointed that out. She's like, you know, when you get scared, you cover your ears. I was like, no, I don't. She's like, yes, you do. And I catch myself doing it. I don't cover my eyes. I cover my ears. Does anyone else do that? And if you do that, do you know why we do that? Anyways, back to 
the question at hand. So, yeah, so the pieces were just a little wonky, a little off. I think this is kind of a basic run-of-the-mill possession horror thriller. Um, nothing too spectacular, but it's not bad. It's just basic mid I think people who enjoy this genre would enjoy this movie. However, comma, Russell Crowe, though. Russell Crowe. I think that's what makes it be- That's what makes this good. That's what keeps this from being bad and keeps it good is his performance. I think if they gotten anyone else in this movie, it would have just sunk like a really bad put together ship. But Russell Crowe takes this role so seriously. I'm like, sir, you're in a mid horror movie. Like you don't have to like go off like that. But he did because he's him and he always puts his all into what a performance he does, which is why he's just one of the greats, why he's so legendary in this craft. He puts, he's so good. He takes it so seriously. He really em- just wraps this character around him and just embodies it. He bodied this performance. He carried this movie. But he is Russell Crowe. I think he really gave us different layers to him. This this priest who is very much in his faith, but he's also kind of a jokester. He doesn't take things too seriously. He's a bit of a goofball. But he walks with some a sense of authority, but he also knows how to humble himself and be under authority. But he's a little prideful at the same time. Just a very complex human being. And Russell Crowe gives us does a really good job of giving us all of that. But also this is a man who's heavily, heavily burdened with something, a, a guilt that he carries that he really shouldn't have to carry. He made maybe a mistake. And instead of, you know, he's forgiven. He's been forgiven for this. He's been absolved of his sin. God has forgiven him, but he hasn't quite forgiven himself. He hasn't quite unburdened himself with this and really given that over to the Lord because that's what the Bible tells us to do. And we're seeing just the the um, consequences of carrying this burden while he's trying to exercise this demon. Because I've talked about this in other reviews um, on TikTok before I decided, hey, let's do a podcast that, and this is kind of a theme in a lot of horror movies, that when you don't allow yourself to properly heal, that's when you can invite bad things in. That's when that's when the evil gets in, is when you don't allow yourself to properly heal, you leave open doors. You let the, you leave space for the outside to get in. And we kind of see that with Gabriel. He has allowed an open door to be present for this demon to kind of walk in and really read his soul. And he, Russell Crowe does such a good job of portraying this man who's very confident in what he does, but is also has this brick wall up a little bit because of this guilt that he carries. Russell Crowe is just a very versatile actor. He is just, he gets it. He he knows how to be human on screen. I think that's something a lot of actors can learn from is how to be completely human on screen. He gives us a very human performance and it's a very compelling and engaging performance. And I think that's what sets this movie off. It's not that great on its own. It's okay. It's fun. It's enjoyable. If you love this genre, I think you'll enjoy the movie, but it's nothing to write home about. But Russell Crowe is something to write home about. Well done, sir. Well done. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you for listening to me rant about another movie. So I'm just giving y'all two shorter than normal episodes this week. I mean, there's not much more else to say. That's pretty much it. So the movie is great for people who love the genre. It's not 
spectacular, but it's not bad. It's kind of mid, but Russell Crowe gives a performance that kind of pushes it to the next level. It's almost an illusion because this is about a five of a movie, but Russell Crowe, you know, deludes you into believing this is a seven. Does that make sense? That's what this movie is. But I enjoyed it. Um, this is something that I would probably watch on streaming and fall asleep to, oddly enough. So what's coming up? I am watching Nefarious tonight, so you'll probably get a review for that uh, Wednesday. I'm also going to watch The Covenant. I have a ticket for that Monday afternoon, so expect a review for that one also on Wednesday. I'm looking forward to it. And the yeah, I'm sure y'all heard about what's happening with Cleopatra on Netflix. Yeah, I want to talk about that. We're going to talk about that at some point. And also, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. I am so excited. I'll be seeing that next Thursday, and that'll probably wrap up April, whatever month this is. And then we get into the meat of May. And I'm sure I'm looking at the May schedule, trying to figure out what it is I want to watch in the month of May. Um, We shall see. I don't know. I don't know. April, this has been a great month. I still have a long list of movies I need to see, and I don't know when I'm going to see them. Um, We'll see what next week looks like. I don't know. I never know. I'm really just kind of rolling with it. So, yeah, that that's where we're at right now. Oh, goodness. It, it's going to be a, a heavy week of recording things. So Nefarious tonight, The Covenant on Monday, and then Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret on Thursday. Wow, that's a lot to get through. But I can do it. I can get it done. I believe in me. You don't need to believe in me. But if you do, that'd be wonderful. It would be very helpful. Please. All right, y'all. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing weekend. And I will hopefully see y'all because I believe in me and you believe in me Wednesday with The Covenant and Nefarious. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.